0: Welcome to Talking Hoosier Baseball. Uh, Today is Thursday, April 28th, 2022. Uh, I'm Carl James, joined by Cassidy Palmer and Chris Feeney. Uh, The Indiana Hoosiers have been uh, on quite a tear lately, Uh, now have won five of their last six games. Uh, Since we last podcasted, they've won four of five, including taking the Nebraska series, uh, with eight to seven win on Friday, eight to one win on Saturday, uh, the one loss on the week was the Sunday game to Nebraska, uh, which Indiana lost by a score of seven to nineteen. Um, then uh, the Hoosiers had their annual game, which is first time in three years though, and <laughs> <went laughs> up to uh, to Victory Field in Indianapolis. Uh, this time facing off against the Butler Bulldogs uh, in their home city, uh, Indiana won that quite handily, a score of nine to one. Uh, then traveled to Normal, Illinois, to take on Illinois State. Uh, Indiana won that one too by a score of three to one. You might see a theme there. The last three wins, uh, the team has only given up one run. Uh, oddly enough, in the past week, the team—I'm uh, sorry, actually, the past—in the five five of six, the team has given up fourteen runs in the wins uh, and gave up nineteen runs in the loss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but uh, clearly, things are trending in a much better direction uh, than they were before. So we'll uh, we'll get into some conversation around uh, why that is, and uh, and kind of uh, look at what is up ahead uh, as Indiana now has a, a series uh, with Illinois, which will now start at noon tomorrow, Friday. Um, and then we'll travel to Michigan uh, the week uh, after that, um, as well as a midweek. They have two midweeks left, uh, both against uh, Red Redbirds uh, <laughs> traveling to uh, Louisville um, and then hosting uh, the same Illinois state team they just played uh, on May 17th. Uh, the final home series will be May 13th through 15th uh, at the BART against Minnesota. Um, And the season will conclude, the regular season will conclude with a trip to Iowa City, the Thursday through Saturday, May 19th through 21st. Um, And, uh, you know, the question then, of course, is will that be the end of the season or will the Hoosiers qualify for the Big Ten tournament? Uh, Another topic that we will get in here into today. So uh, I'm going to, since we haven't talked to him in a little while, I'm going to let Chris kick it off uh, to discuss... uh, what, uh, what the team has done uh, as of late.
1: Thanks, Carl. I mean, definitely the improvement of the pitching is the big piece. I think everybody knows it. You know, we're not letting games and innings and, and everything just snowball and get attacked and all of a sudden, you know, the game's over. You know, we've seen much different pitching and that's really what has improved this. And it's funny, we're used to, at this point of the season, wondering if we're going to get into the tournament, you know, Not that tournament, but obviously at least we have this. You know what I'm saying? I I don't think 10 days ago I've been texting you like I was the other day or last night. (laughs) Do we have a shot at this thing? Like how many wins do we need? (laughs) And and it felt good. It really did. You know, five out of six wins. Uh, Yeah, Sunday got ugly, but you know what? I think we pushed to win that series when we knew we could on Saturday, and that's the way you got to do that. You know what I mean? You can never assume a sweep. I know Kyle Schwarber wants sweeps. This ain't that this year.
2: <laughs>
1: so when we could get the series out of that, it was beautiful. You know, hitting Indy, going on the road and getting that one, two back-to-back midweeks. And then, I mean, it's five out of six, really, if you go back, you know. And is it impossible to get into the Big Ten tournament? I don't think so. I really don't. Not with the way we're pitching, not the way that we're competing. I mean, the football scores are over, except for that one Sunday. I got that. But it seems different. I mean, the team seems different. Uh, the coaching staff didn't let this thing go away. And, and I feel like it was there. You know, it was there for this thing to get out of control. And I feel like they, whatever they did, they reined it in. They figured it out. A lot of credit to the uh, pitching coach and to and Coach Mercer. To I mean, I don't know what they're doing, obviously. It's very different, though. You know, uh, you said last night, what was there, just two free passes? Was it one hit, one walk? Yep. I mean... <laughs> we were lucky to get that in an inning. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. So, I mean, and those really didn't w- even
2: come in the same inning.
1: It, see, so everything seems different. And of course, it's not what we're expecting, right? We're not looking at the, you know, the RPI. We're not looking at the prognosticators at the brackets. Okay. But you know what? Let these guys eat some steak. And that, that's what I want. I want them to eat some Omaha steaks and in, in the big 10 tournament. We'll see where we go.
0: And I think another point in that is, you know, it's not always been exactly like, like last night, Um, you know, victory field was not like that. Um, But what was different was, you know, Tucker and Bothwell, while they did give up some free passes, they did throw a lot of balls. Mm -hmm. Um, They, they, to your point, Chris, they didn't let it snowball. They threw balls, but they didn't snowball. So they would give up a walk you know, and then get an out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And they were, those walks were spread around multiple innings. Um, and then they, then they got into a couple jams and then they pitched their way out of them.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like the weekend was like that too. No, I mean, we were yeah. giving up some, I think we hit some guys, walked some guys against Nebraska, but we really reined it in when we had to. And even when I saw Friday was getting out of control, we figured that out. And that's all that matters. You win by one, you win by 10. It's the same thing when we get killed, right? Yeah. Uh, the freaking Purdue game, seventeen nothing. It was one loss. <laughs> yep. It was yep. awful cool. to be there for that. <laughs> it was freezing cold, and we got smoked. <laughs> but <laughs> it was one loss, and sitting mm-hmm. there at on the Sunday of Purdue, right in that in that crazy game, we still had a chance to win that series, even though we lost seventeen nothing thirty hours ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think they're really focusing on no short term memory. Mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised how they're doing it. I got to be honest. I kind of thought that with such a young team, it was going to get out of control, mm-hmm. but it didn't. And it's not, and, yeah. and no one can speak for the next, what is it? 12 big 10 games. Obviously we don't know, but to be sitting here with a chance uh, I'm grateful that, that they were able to put up the short term memory, rein it in and we'll see what happens. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Very good. Okay. Well, I guess I will go ahead and talk a little bit about that. Uh, you know, taking a look at what needs to happen in order for uh for the uh for indiana to to make it to the big 10 tournament um i will stress that this is likely not going to be an easy run um going as i said i've gone back typically the the one thing you can almost you can almost guarantee is a team with with a 500 record is going to make this um that would require IU going eight and four down the stretch and that would require essentially winning each series with a two to one series win. Um, again you could trade for example a sweep of Minnesota with one series loss that's only one two um, but you know what Maryland wasn't able to sweep Minnesota so I I, I can't sit there and say hey you're gonna you, you can't bank on something like that mm-hmm. um, and at this point, I'm confident that this team is capable of winning every series. Will they win every series?
2: That's different question.
0: That's a different question. Exactly, it is a different question. Um, it's not something that that you would ha- you would say as an objective observer to expect. Mm-hmm. So again, I think we're talking about a possibility. We're still not quite talking about a likelihood. A four and eight record that is a big uh, that is a lot to climb out of especially when you look at the schedule and the teams that Indiana is chasing have either a very similar schedule or in most cases have an easier schedule um, to go with. So Indiana need some teams same- to play spoilers. That's all.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's exactly. before it gives them a reason. These spoiler teams and I've seen it happen to the Mets. Trust me when I tell you, <laughs> these guys have nothing to play for, but then they get put in a series against the team playing for something and they just jump <laughs> up a level. Cause they're playing meaningful baseball might not be meaningful for them, but it's meaningful for the other team. So we got to root for some upsets. You know, I'm looking at the, the standings here. Uh, what is that? First, second, third, fourth, fifth. All right. Top five has eight wins uh, minimum. Right. So, all right. That's probably not going to get there, but then the rest is six, seven, five, four, four. And one of those fours is us. Mm-hmm. So I feel like to get into six, seven, eight is not, not impossible.
0: So essentially, uh, you know, Indiana needs to basically pass uh, two teams. Um, I think, in in my opinion, based on the schedule, um, I think Penn State and Purdue are the most likely. Um, Purdue has um, let's see Michigan, Iowa. Northwestern and Maryland, I think mm-hmm. I, that that I think is almost Indiana should pass Purdue,
1: but we still wouldn't be in passing just one.
0: Correct, correct, right. So I think Purdue is the yeah, Purdue's got a gauntlet left to go. Um, and yes, I know Indiana beat Nebraska in a series, um, and maybe you can hope that Nebraska will will really struggle. Um, and Nebraska basically has an almost identical schedule to Indiana. Going left, they've got Iowa, Minnesota, Illinois. So those three series are the same. Indiana and how Nebraska much at
1: home the for them? Same. They're different at home. I feel like it's warmer. There's going to be big crowds there.
0: Um, they it, it's same thing as us. They're split. They've got six at home, six on the road. Okay. Um, the thing is, the distinction is that last series um, that, that isn't in common. Uh, Nebraska has Michigan State. Indiana has Michigan. Ugh. Yeah, that's a tough... Now, the, the the one thing going in Indiana's favor is that because Indiana won the series, if it ends up tied, Indiana wins the tiebreaker. <laughs> so that is the one thing going for Indiana with Nebraska is Indiana doesn't need to pass Nebraska. Indiana only needs to tie Nebraska. Uh, conversely with Purdue, Indiana does need to pass Purdue because Purdue won. But, yeah. but also... Indiana is not likely to tie Purdue simply because they're going to play a different number of games because Purdue missed those two games against Ohio State, uh, which is may really, really hurt Purdue in the end. Mm -hmm. Um, And even though, yes, I picked on some people for for pointing that out, it's, it's, it's kind of looking like, yeah, it may really, really hurt them in the end. Mm -hmm. Um, So Penn State, I think is a bit more of a likely target. Um, With two back
1: of them, it looks like, right?
0: Yeah. Now uh well, now three back, I guess. No, two back in the loss.
1: No, wait. We have we're four and eight, and they're seven and eight. So they just didn't have their bye yet.
0: Right, exactly. Their their buy is this coming week. They are not playing this coming week. Yep. Um, but then they have six relatively easy games. They've they're hosting uh Michigan State and traveling to Ohio State. Um so that's uh that's easy. They they finish at, at uh they finish at home versus
1: illinois um yeah so we're definitely not one of the favorite schedule as i could see what you mean now
0: yeah that 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 that's that's tough but then again you know hey penn state may could could scuttle even that schedule so uh,
1: i mean the key is going to be i would think is if the pitching is going to stay where it is Mm -hmm. and obviously i was uh i was pretty happy that we went uh Eighth inning, ninth inning, maybe he'll keep that going. I don't know. <laughs> that might have been a midweek move. I'm not sure. Yeah. But get, hey, if we get a we'd in have three more inning. wins. We'd have three more wins against Rutgers. You know what I mean? Imagine if we even got one of those.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and we could have had all three. You know, yep. you had a lead. They led for five innings.
2: Yep.
1: <laughs> the entire series, and we got swept. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if you had that series on to win five out of six, I know that Miami of Ohio game got, you know, ugly, but We put that right. We were leading all those games. Yep. Mm -hmm. So this is longer of a stretch of good baseball than than even just the five out of six wins. Oh, yeah. Because because we were trailing five innings against Rutgers total.
2: Yeah.
1: And lost all three. So, I mean, if you just wrap this up entirely. I think a lot has to do with the freshman, though. I I was mentioning that last night. We saw that happen last year. Right. Mm -hmm. We were sitting there with our eyes open to the NCAA tournament at the end of last year. Right. With two weeks to go. And we hit a lot of freshman walls, so that's obviously something we need to keep our eyes open about. We have a lot of freshmen on this team that contribute big time.
2: Yeah. Well, and even honestly, just looking at some of the, maybe not just freshmen, but some of the younger pitchers, uh, we're we're seeing some of the inconsistencies that come with being younger, being less experienced. I mean, very very. Uh, seesaw like um you have hayden who went two innings against nebraska gives up four earned runs four walks and then against illinois state four innings no run no earned runs no walks five k's you've got grant holder field in the uh two games against nebraska he had he had the two appearances four innings four earned runs he did have eight k's in that Uh, So when he was on, he was really on. And then at Illinois state, he, what was he? 12 pitches, I think for the inning and just real quick through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And even someone like Jack Walker, who I know he's not technically a freshman, but. Been impressive lately. Functionally. He's a freshman. Uh, Two innings against Nebraska, five earned runs, three walks three innings against Illinois state, no earn runs, one walk, five Ks. You're seeing these guys, they're starting to figure it out. They're just not quite there to figure it out every time or close to every time. Uh, but they're getting closer, which is huge. And, and honestly, I think that's the difference down the stretch. If, well, you if, miss
1: one guy. One guy seems to be a big piece that we have back that we thought we always had in Bothwell.
2: Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I was looking at the,
1: Young ends. Oh, sure, sure. But part. I think but that's yes. one of the main pieces. Yes. Remember, we went into this season assuming Botho was going to be a step above what he had yes. become.
2: Yes.
1: And and instead of an improvement, he actually went down. And I think he would admit that if you asked him, right? Yeah. But now, having that extra piece mm-hmm. in the mix, I think is a real big key going down in the last 12. Not that I don't count the midweeks, but obviously, let's be real, the, the main important games are the Big Ten games now. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes, but I think the midweeks still are important from a development perspective. Of I course, but not they, to get into the tournament, obviously. No, not to get into the tournament. Um, but I mean, I'm honestly extremely impressed that they've gone three and four in two straight double midweeks.
2: Yes. Uh, of course. Absolutely. Given, yeah. given
0: the, the the depth issues with pitching, the fact that they have been able to accomplish that is remarkable.
1: Well, it helps if you only throw two.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even even Yesterday could have gotten away with three, probably. I'm I'm betting that was, they wanted to, the plan was to get those guys at least an inning each in the midweek before going into the weekend, but they mm-hmm. weren't needed yeah. Tuesday well, and they weren't even necessarily completely needed uh, Wednesday.
1: You know well, me, I don't mind this one
0: inning at a time stuff. <laughs> well, I think there is a distinction between and this is just my opinion, it's not something, uh, you know, I kind of tried to get coach to talk about it (laughs) in one of the, uh, in one of the media sessions. Um, And he didn't completely deny it. He didn't uh, exactly endorse it either. Um, You know, that I really believe that, you know, these, that, that these pitchers have been recruited because of stuff. And a lot of their development has been development based on stuff, trying to improve velocity, trying to improve spin rate, um, when I think a lot of the other teams have been uh, coaching pitchability more. Um,
1: Meaning what? Pitchability.
0: Locating locating pitches. Okay, cool. Locating, no, I would, locating I the kind pitches. Of thought I knew, but there's plenty of people listening right now that will not know what that. Right. Means. Yeah. Really focusing on on locating pitches um, which is 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 more important in the short term in order to be able to uh, manage games to manage games throw strikes uh, give your defense a chance try to pitch to soft contact those kind of things however there's a ceiling to that so if you're going to go pitch to a team, you know, that has a really solid offense and you're, you're trying to shut them down, well, you're going to need stuff to do that. You're going to need high velocity. You're going to need pitches that move. Um, So the, the, the idea is that I think this pitching, this coaching staff has been trying to To get these guys strong get these guys throwing hard get these guys spinning the ball well in order to compete at an extremely high level um but early on the sacrifice in that was that without spending a lot of time focusing on locating pitches we've ended up what we've had which is a combination of very high strike strikeout rates um (laughs) paired with uh the number five uh, hit by pitch in the whole country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the location has been an issue. I mean, we've known yeah. that since
1: Clemson, honestly. Yes. yes. And but I remember hearing from the big 10 pod, it was about three weeks into the season and they were like, you know what? It might not improve. I think we've proved that it has.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's oh, good. And and that's well. Good. And I think to some degree though, there's that, 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 that is based on, on looking at a lot of, you know, pr- past programs, for example, Minnesota last year. Mm. Yeah. It's just like, it never got better. It was no. bad and it never got better. I think mm. the distinction here is there was something clearly broken there. Mm. That is what we saw. There was something broken with that program. I don't know what it was, but something was broken. Um, with Indiana, I think, my hope all along was that there wasn't something broken that it was simply or that if it was broken it was almost like it was a decision was made the decision was Mm -hmm. made to really try to coach up the stuff Mm
2: -hmm.
0: over and of course you just have so much time and effort especially with a new uh with a lot of new pitchers and a new coaching staff um that is uh a new pitching pitching coaching staff that's that's that might be trying to change things up a little bit but i think again a lot of that focus is hey they're going to try to really really coach up the stuff and it just the the how they control that stuff just wasn't uh focused a- as much and i think more of that effort has been been into that and maybe with some guys it's been a little bit okay yes and in the example i'm going to give is Ty Bothwell. Um, Because, you know, when Ty Bothwell started at IU, you know, he was throwing, you know, you know, 87-88 for a fastball. Um, And he was redshirted that year. Uh, Not even. Yeah. And then (laughs) he manages to get that, you know, around 90, sometimes touching 91. And then he's got an opportunity to make a couple small appearances in twenty twenty. That season obviously got cut short. Yeah, he he gets to where he's kind of consistently in that 91 range. He's able to locate that fastball high in the zone, kind of a crossfire uh, look. And he's actually able to start some games, go long in 2021, be a real solid contributor to the staff. Um, To start out this season and looking in the fall, he's touching 93.
1: Well, have you seen him lately? (laughs) the man has devoted himself to the workroom. right that is not the kid we saw winning the title game for boom grove yeah right boom grove is now what (laughs) it was Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean my man is looking completely different and you want to talk about hard work commitment motivation knowing it's worth it and again the results were not there this year but he was still looking you know bigger and everything now i think it's both
0: well yes but 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 the thing is that velocity has come back down to ninety one.
1: Okay, and he, so he's and he's he, raining it in.
0: He's raining it in and getting guys out. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Hey, I and, mean, he got plenty of strikeouts throwing eighty seven. Let's not forget that mm-hmm. he would go to the summer leagues, right? And He would be getting ten strikeouts a game. Now, do you yeah. think the program as as a philosophy changed in the past? Whatever it is, three weeks. Is that why the results changed starting at Rutgers?
0: No, I don't think so. Um, I, I, I talk about uh, Ty Bothwell in a particular instance, um, because because I think for him, it's one of those things that he that got to the point where he was really struggling to locate. And we're talking about a guy who 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 had plenty of game experience where he was able to locate. Um, so I think it's even like, at age okay, seven. Even yeah, when he was like, 87 yeah. top. Yeah. Yeah. And and now it's, you know, and he's still occasionally I, in some of his successful outings, I've seen him still touch 92, 93, but it's only occasionally. It's not like he's throwing every pitch at that rate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's one of those, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Try to see if you can get the stuff to work. But if you can't, then dial it back a little bit and make sure you get the ball where you need to look. The location's more important for getting guys out right now than necessarily the stuff, but you're still going to, yeah make attempts to try to get the stuff up there i think that's kind of that may be where the philosophy is changing a little bit it's sort of like okay you know we're still going to make it a good attempt to try to get a really really good pitch with really good stuff in and if you can't do it then okay now we need to dial it back just a little bit and try to locate a pitch and then try to identify what pitches are being located um you know to that point um you know yeah, things didn't go great on Sunday, you know. But when, uh, you know, a big piece of that was they, they were that that group of pitchers was struggling to locate fastballs. Um, so when things got a little rough with that, then they went to, they went to the breaking pitches and were throwing more strikes with them. So, and I'm identifying okay, what is it that you can throw in the zone, and 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 let's you know let's throw that. Um, mm-hmm.
1: I think Reese Sharp has to be brought up also for improvement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think he yeah. was in the same category as Bothwell. And he wasn't terrific, obviously. Neither was Bothwell. But I feel like they've both stepped it up in the recent push where we're pitching yeah. better.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, and the times where Reese has struggled, overuse. I, I would, I, I, yeah, I was about to say, I'd, I'd honestly put it at, at overuse. They, they oh. threw him till his arm fell off, and <laughs> yes. that's usually not a good thing.
1: Yeah. And give, give my man yeah. the ninth inning
0: exactly <laughs> yeah. and he yeah and and i'm all with you there and i think a lot of it deals with his pitch assortment
2: yeah um i'd even I mean, just he, give him one time through the order however long that is if he can get three innings two three innings one time through the order great.
1: Uh, he's my closer <laughs> i'm just saying i yeah, i would take well, him
0: let's talk you, to be the extended guy I, this is the thing yeah. i I, I will push back a little bit on that cast. And this is where my thinking is, I think these offenses have gotten so good at talking to each other mm-hmm. and, and now analyzing that. I, th- I think that just a little bit of exposure, even if you're not, even if you're not, even if you haven't seen that batter yet, I think seeing that team and we don't have a ton of experience with it because we just, they haven't been doing this a lot because they really haven't been able to what? because you're trying to, to to cover so many innings And it's tough to bring guys back a bunch. Um, But I'm looking at Reese Sharp's stuff. And this is another thing I'm thinking about, Cass, is, is, and maybe the thought process on that is, but and this might go counter to what Chris is thinking, is it may depend on where in the order they are late in the game. Mm
2: -hmm. So
0: let's say you've used Reese on Friday and he got three or four guys out. Um, then, then either Saturday or Sunday, an opportunity comes up to use him. Um, it may be that you use him in the eighth because the guys he hasn't, he didn't face yeah. on Friday are up. It's are like, well, you know what? Yeah. We'd rather him not face the same group that he faced yep. the day before. So we'll use him in the eighth Fair. and then yep. flip and, and then use Holderfield against the group yeah. that he didn't face. So yep. that. That instead of a one time to the order, it's a question of okay. Well, you face these groups on on this day, then later in the series you can face that same a team, but a different or part of the order
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, to be effective in in a very short stint. Because his stuff is so good, he spins yep. the ball so well, mm-hmm. he throws it hard, he spins it well. Um, he's got elite stuff, um, yeah. and in a short stint, he's just unhittable.
1: Yeah, he predictable or like. I'm not, sometimes I can't figure out why he gets hit as much as he did earlier in the season. I don't know if it's predictability or they figured it out, but then sometimes he's lights out out there, especially lately.
0: Well, and part of it may be, you know, which of those pitches is working, um, Mm -hmm. is, is, is located. And if like, okay, if he can only throw the fastball to one half of the plate, well, then you just, the the batter only needs to cover that half of the plate. Mm -hmm. Um, If the, if the breaking ball uh, never gets in the zone, well, you look for spin on the ball and you just take every time the ball's spinning. Yeah. There's, it's things like that that, that that can become very easy. And then it's sort of like, okay, now I can just look for a specific pitch in a specific, you know, in a specific place and not really worry about the others. Well, when both of those pitches are working, and the fastball is, is able to hit both sides of the plate and the and the, and and the curveball uh, is able to hit the zone well suddenly that's 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 too many things for for a hitter to have to deal with so they're having to sit on it and then adjust to it and then what do you do you swing you kind of half swing at something and you end up with a, with a with a cheap ground ball that's an easy out
1: or Mike uh, Trout triple <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> how crazy was that oh man
1: check swing triple that guy got that was insane
0: <laughs> so and again this is just it, these this is what i'm thinking i'm seeing uh i admit i could be completely wrong on all of this but uh i have seen this team pitch a lot and that's the that's the impression i'm getting is that, that they're making minor adjustments not completely changing the philosophy i don't think they're completely changing the philosophy i think they are making adjustments and it's okay. Now, based on the situation we're in, what we've seen, uh, we need to find a way to make a pitch that works here. So in this scenario, we're gonna Mm -hmm. make a slight adjustment and and try something that we think is gonna work. Um, And hopefully to your point, Chris, they're taking a look at the, or actually the cast, because you were talking about how we've seen different types of addings from these different guys. And the idea is like, okay, well, what you did against Illinois State worked you know don't be afraid to do that against illinois yes i know they're the number 3 team in the big 10 but you know what good pitching is good pitching yep <laughs> uh don't don't be scared by by the brand on the jersey by the 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 conference logo um these are you know these are some of the i mean the heck we've seen it with <laughs> The best pitched game against the 2014 IU team that was uh, that was a national seed was done by who was that? It was it no hitter
1: to the ninth when Schwarber yeah, got the hit. It was
0: like Western Kentucky or something. And yeah,
1: was some random guy and <laughs> had some connection to Tracy, which was really weird.
0: <laughs> I remember. That, I remember uh, he he got a text like, "Hey, it's my boy." So, <laughs> yeah,
1: that was real, I mean, it,
0: but it, but yeah. it was it was some small mid major school. And it was. It was a midweek, and, and that late guy in the completely flummoxed uh, mm-hmm. pretty much the best hitting team in the country.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, without a doubt, a literal no hitter. Yeah, to like one out in the ninth, throw a hitter off the center field for a double. Mm-hmm. Oh.
0: And and how many times have we seen it where it's like it's like okay, it, it the, the 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 just have seen some of our teams just be absolutely flummoxed by by guys let me just last year last year after that after that two game series uh just absolutely running over illinois um they come back three weeks later to play that monday night game
1: oh with like five different pitchers
0: five different young pitchers i remember yeah and they just absolutely shut our guys down
1: yep and that game shouldn't have got canceled on sunday let's not forget
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, the uh, after. <laughs> I remember it. A Friday walk-off and a Saturday no-hitter, and then they skipped
2: out. <laughs> Suddenly, there was like a drizzle,
1: and, and I wanted to go home.
0: <laughs> All right, so we've discussed uh, the situation in the Big Ten. Uh, we have discussed um, the pitching just in general, the improvements of the team. Um, so let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, since we've been talking about the Big Ten, let's go ahead and talk about our pickums. Um, Cass continues to just Cass is going to is I think is going to start <laughs> away with this. Is there any? Uh, I mean, I, I, of I, course
1: I, she was going to win. She's the best with the numbers.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Again, my March Madness brackets just violently disagree.
1: <laughs> oh, but it's baseball that you're good with the numbers.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm not convinced uh,
1: what kind of lead does she have for first for this uh $3? well it is only
0: it is only a one series lead over josh at the moment so oh really oh yeah. i thought she had a bigger lead than that no but that but uh you and i chris oh wait yeah. wait way, way oh behind. i'm well aware <laughs> i have i'm three series behind uh chris you are now seven series behind cast uh. so um, but i've taken it,
1: some chances give me credit for that
0: oh yeah and and you know what you've got a chance to maybe make a run at third now because uh, uh i it's one for me it's one of those if i'm playing it i'm playing it to win so mm-hmm. i'm uh, I, i'm in the roll the dice mode now as you'll, you're about to <laughs> okay. find out because so well. i because I, i'm gonna have to make some distinctions because well last week cast josh and i were all four and one yeah. um because i did go out on a limb but as is always the case, one of my go out on the limb paid off. and The other one did. not (laughs) So you had that good Friday
1: night. I saw you did good on that Friday night. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: Cause yeah. Illinois uh, Mm -hmm. got off to a great start and then, yeah, then they, then they, then they tanked it. So, all right. So I guess we're going to start with Chris this time, Chris, uh, what are your picks?
1: All right. I'm going to go Nebraska. I mentioned it earlier, home game, the warm weather, A lot more fans. I'm going Nebraska to beat Iowa. We're going to go Northwestern to beat Maryland. I know that seems uh, out of sorts, but I'm going with it. Now, here might be the crazy. I've done this before, and I'm going to do it again. Minnesota to take the Spartans down. Second time taking Minnesota. Here's my thing with that. I really want them to sweep. I really do. I want them to get some wins under their belt. I don't need to be playing a team that we need to sweep later who, you know, hasn't won too many games, so we're going to go with that. I'm going to go Rutgers over Ohio, uh, Ohio State. I mean, for them to do what they did to us, I'm really a believer of this team. I, You're going to go three like that and come back? That was a big deal. And then Michigan over Purdue is obviously easy for us to pick, but it also is huge. I mean, to me, that's one of the biggest series, right? We need Purdue down, so – and I know we need Nebraska down, but I don't know. I got a bad feeling for that one, so I am going Nebraska. So it's Michigan, Rutgers, Minnesota, Northwestern, and Nebraska.
0: All right. Well, we're going to go in reverse order uh, of uh, of wins. So I'm up next, and uh, I only disagree with Chris in one series. Ooh. And that Minnesota. Is... Nope.
2: <laughs> I picked oh.
0: Minnesota too. Okay. Uh, which for me is more of I think Michigan State is the Minnesota of 2022. So, <laughs> well, Minnesota has pretty good at...
2: win? I mean, <laughs> well, Minnesota's done a pretty good job of being the Minnesota of 2022.
0: Oh, that's rough. But this is the thing; they haven't just just fallen apart. And that's what I'm seeing from Michigan State. They just seem to be kind of collapsing. And Minnesota, so they've, they've managed to sneak a couple wins here and there. So, um, so I think, yeah, I think Minnesota takes this series. Uh, the series. The where I disagree with Chris is that I do have um, I have Iowa beating Nebraska. So that is, I mean, that's uh,
1: that's that's the favorite, of course.
0: But... Yeah, I, I don't think Iowa was gonna scuff against nebraska so otherwise i'm i'm, I'm with you rutgers uh, uh northwestern which is a bit of a bold pick um yeah michigan over purdue and then yeah i'm i'm right there with you i think uh i think minnesota is going to pull that out um so next will be uh, josh's picks so i do have josh's picks um and i've organized them in a way to where i'm not going to mess them up again uh so josh uh picks rutgers um He's also, he's got Maryland uh, in that Maryland Northwestern series, so that's a more traditional pick. He's got Iowa over Nebraska. He's got Michigan, um, and he does have Michigan State uh, defeating Minnesota. So now we turn to the leader, Cassidy. What are your picks? The
1: big dog's
2: picks. Well, well, if I was following along right and not switching up my own, I think Josh and I had just picked the same.
0: So this, um, yeah I, sw- I i i'm i'm gonna go i'm gonna say i'm pretty sure cassidy did not uh just do that you know because <laughs>
2: yeah yeah no, josh I'm... is
0: like Ugh. i said josh if you want to catch her you're gonna have to start taking some chances
2: dude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep because I, I picked rutgers uh that one was actually a closer one than i expected to pick kind of um maryland i'm Right now, I'm just not picking against them in, with Northwestern. Uh, I think Iowa beats Nebraska and has the added benefit of being nice for us. Uh, I think Michigan beats Purdue. And again, same thing. And, and I was actually kind of torn on Minnesota, Michigan State, more so than I expected to be. But I went with Michigan State.
0: All right. Yes. So Cass and Josh picked the same. So uh, that will uh wash that, that, that that'll be a that'll continue to be a one uh, series lead for Cass over Josh after this week is over. But uh, we're not sure about the rest. Um, is there a way for me, is there a way for me to gain three? Let's see, let's take a look here. See. Um, let's see if Northwestern beats Maryland, I I gain one. Yep. Nope, I can't gain three. So so Cass will be in the lead next week.
2: Guaranteed.
1: <laughs> but I can catch you.
2: No. won't. Uh, no, all... no, I can no, only make up one you, game. I no, you I, can make a okay. one game. Right. Yeah. Yep. yep.
0: So yep. So yes, Cass will be in the lead after after this week. Uh um, I am able to try to catch up some ground though. I could get I could catch I could catch two. So
2: see, you so. don't have to hit a home run, just gotta. Score some runs.
0: Yep. All right. Now time to hand out some hardware. Uh, Chris, who gets this week's red belts?
1: All right. Thanks, Carl. Bradley Bremer, to me, is the obvious pick. 11 strikeouts and a three-hit performance over six innings. Uh, I mean, we hadn't won a series in the big, and he mm-hmm. took it—you know care of it. After Friday, too, after having the lead and having them come back and then feeling like, okay, maybe this team you know, can – put up some big stuff on Saturday and they shut down. You know what I mean? So he gets the red belt for me for the Joey Donato award for the Alex Dickerson award. Eh, and it's not a good day for the Alex Dickerson award. He was the FA today. Um, hopefully we can get him back on a club soon or, you know, pass through waivers, whatever the case, but Josh Pine. Okay. Three triples hitting 444 for the week. Uh, the 29, uh, 29 game on Bay street continued through the week. And obviously, you know, he got pulled late in that game. So we didn't get to continue it to 30, but 49 hits and 14 walks in 40 games for a freshman. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, we knew this kid was legit weeks ago, but when you look at that, I mean, 49 hits and 14 walks in 40 games, he's hitting three Oh six. All right. Obviously, I hope we continue the hot streak for him, plenty of action for him, you know, the rest of the season. But Josh has been so impressive and he gets the Alex Dickerson Award for the week. Um, Max Johnson, okay, for the <laughs> Tony Baller Award. <laughs> if I didn't take Max Johnson, I think Carl would have kicked me back off after missing a couple weeks. <laughs> but I remember this kid, man. He's Mason Comets, Ohio. When he was coming up as a prospect, when we signed, when he committed, I mean, he was getting elite, elite rankings defensively. Okay. Now I looked it up. Josh Pine, all right, committed November, 2017. Max Johnson commits November, 2018. And if you ask me, that's the future of our left side of the infield. And to think that we're talking years ago that these guys committed to wanting to be Hoosiers <laughs> and Max Johnson, anyone from Indiana, let's be honest, but he knew. That this is where he wanted to be all right he was a starter on his uh as a freshman on that high school team i remember this all right and that's a big time program the mason comments have had mlb draft picks straight out of high school so it's not like he was starting on some ho ho-dunk team that no one ever heard of all right max johnson's legit i know a lot of people maybe didn't know about him he didn't start the season whether it was injury or whatever the case You know, maybe we can't talk about that or whatever, but well-deserved Tony Butler award. So we have Max Johnson for Tony Butler, Josh Pine for Alex Dickerson, Bradley Bremer for the Joey Donato for this week.
0: I agree with all those picks. Yep. So I think, I think, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I drop my, I drop my hands pretty clear about, uh, about my feelings on defense. I just, that, <laughs> well, I mean, this kid is outstanding. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It's not
1: that, it's not that we didn't appreciate what we were getting at shortstop until this oh, point. No, 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 I no, don't not not want to lessen that. I don't want no, at all. That. You
0: know what I'm saying?
2: That's, I what don't. I'm just,
0: that's what I'm just thinking is just like, like I, have been it's, I've been absolutely thrilled with what, yeah. you know, Philip Glasser has provided. Oh,
2: um, and and,
1: and I don't want to go there. And, and I, you know, he's been amazing. And he yeah. stepped up in a, in a, in a conference that he's not used to. And he, you know, mm-hmm. the clutch well, aspect of it.
0: And, 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 and then I'm still not going to uh, right now, overall, I think Philip Glasser is the best hitter on this. Yeah. Team.
2: Yeah. So, well,
1: it was the Tony Butler award.
2: Yeah. Right. But as far as. <laughs> I'm just saying is, it's, is, it's, is there, it's still a healthy Philip Glasser yeah. over Max Johnson and Philip Glasser right
0: is, an, is, is a very, very good short, shortstop
2: shortstop. Yep. Yeah. Yes. What
0: Max, what Max Johnson has just shown over the last week though, was just, just, I, I, as I said, I think I had, I saw at least three just wow plays.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and it's, but honestly, Carl, it was expected.
0: by everybody
1: who knew this kid (laughs) Mm -hmm. honestly it really was but obviously glasser has been a leader on the team he steps up from a conference that obviously isn't in this level and he's done what he had to do i'm not saying you know obviously that might be a discussion later depending on injury wise but i'm just talking in the future yeah Mm -hmm. third base shortstop signed years and years ago we're committed to this team and I don't know. I, you know. I like that kind of stuff. So they wanted to be here. They signed a long time ago and and okay. give me those two on the left side of the Institute for the next couple of years.
2: Yep. So. Until they inevitably get drafted.
1: Okay. Hey, I only want them here three years. That means yeah. they're, they're good.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> yep. So, well, it's just, it's great to have a podcast where we can talk and highlight uh, so many positive things. Um, there is one thing I want to talk about, which was, uh, just, uh, that, uh, it was so great <laughs> to, uh, to, to, to get back to victory field. Um, I think it's such a neat event, uh, that the team is able to do, um, in most years and, and to have to, you know, not see that for two years, uh, one because of no, con- no non con, uh, last year. And then of course the year before, because the, the season got canceled, um, it, it, it's such a great facility, um, a great opportunity. And, and knowing so many of these guys, um, you know, are from Indiana played very elite and got to play in a state championship game um, at this facility. Uh, and that's why that was the question I led off with, with Ty Bothwell was, uh, was reminiscing about his, uh, about his, uh, his championship win with Boone Grove uh, you know, pitching off of that same mound um well
1: Tucker but, did too you know
0: yeah
1: yeah <laughs> <He had laughs> two well. titles in that game
0: that's pretty wild wow that is yeah yep. that, is, that is phenomenal um, and and it just it's just to see those guys uh just do so well out there um but also just the the overall field. there was a, a really good uh my picture doesn't show it because you can't see the lower levels uh, but uh, there were a lot of Indiana fans a uh, mm-hmm. lot nice. of lot of cream and crimson um, you know behind the IU dugout on that lower level it was it was a really well attended game um, mm-hmm. from the Indiana side uh,
2: I, and, uh, I had seen a lot of uh, alum parents who are local mm-hmm. were gonna make their way to the game yeah and I, I always think that's so cool
0: I actually, I did, I did actually get a chance to talk to a few of them too. So mm-hmm. that was, uh, that was really cool.
1: And he might be in New Orleans, but I bet Ryan Feynman was smiling somewhere.
2: <laughs>
1: when he hit that bomb, oh, what a great <laughs> moment in that stadium. That really was one of, one of, I mean, oh, you know, it's college baseball and I'm used to MLB and stuff, but when he hit that bomb, mm-hmm. Feynman was, he was a special guy. And to have that special moment in victory field was real good
0: so yeah it was just it was just a great experience uh and uh you know and i got to do it in, in a press capacity which which was nice um so i got to uh, do it from the uh the press the press level area was uh, a particularly nice view um and they've recently remodeled all that it's the, the whole luxury suite press area is really really nice up there uh they uh they uh, they do well with it so uh and so my man had
1: a private luxury box. You had well, it really good, man. That yeah. was great.
2: Well, and we've had had two uh minor league ballpark media experiences yeah. this year, and it's cool. It is really not it's very different from a college kind of setup, but it's still really cool.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's just it's just a great event. Um uh basketball coach uh, Mike Woodson he uh, threw out <laughs> the first pitch so that I was uh, that. that got uh, that was that was uh, very entertaining he threw to he threw to coach mercer so that was a that was a cool that was a cool event which of course you know all the indianapolis uh, iu fans were 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 very much into that
2: so uh, and hey he threw from the mound yep <laughs> oh i like that
1: i did notice that that was cool that was you better throw from the mound <laughs>
0: So, just it was just a, it was just it was just a very, uh, a very fun event. Of course, it helped that, that the team won by nine to one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, just really, really played well. I got to so I got to bump into a bunch of folks that, uh, I hadn't seen for a while. Uh, so it was, it was, it was lots of fun. Uh, good, good event. Uh, and we're, uh, and it just, just kind of feels like we're getting, kind of getting back to what we're, what we're used to seeing from Indiana baseball. Um, but it's a, you know, it's a, it's a tough stretch of, uh, of teams that's coming up here. So, and we know how that kind of went last year. So it's going to be to your point, Chris, you know, we're going to be seeing, you know, can this incredible freshman class, mm-hmm. you know, keep this up against elite teams. Now that there is a lot of data on these guys, um, I'm feeling more confident about it. I'm feeling like, uh, that the, that, that, that the, that the hitting development has kind of taken that into account and tried to stave off those issues to where it's, you know, and I think a good example of that is what, we, what we've seen this last week out of Tyler Dones,
2: mm-hmm. you know, who had
0: a, who acknowledged that he had a huge hole in his, in his game, that he has now turned that hole into an advantage. Teams are trying to say, okay, you know what, we pitch him outside, he, he, he's going to swing and miss. And now he's he's just ripping the ball to the right side of the field. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so to see that kind of improvement, and to see that kind of improvement from a guy who's in his fifth year of playing the game,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who yeah. at, at the college, at the D one, at the P five D one college level, and he's making those kind of adjustments.
1: Well, um, he's got a little different help over here than he did over there. Yeah. Don't, do not underestimate who we got over here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Honestly. And I know with our association with the program, but honestly, (laughs) Coach Mercer ain't in West Virginia. Yeah. You know what I mean? This guy, he knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Mentally, I feel like with hitting, that's all he does. He breathes it. He eats it. He sleeps. That's all he cares about. You know what I mean? And when you get a player who for years was coached by somebody else, and then you get him. And I can mold him and I can talk to him and I can do this. I really think that has a lot to do with it. And as far as the freshman thing, not to make excuses for last year's team because it was obviously disappointing in the offense, but the COVID thing might've had something to do with, you know, the freshman wall. And this team didn't have that entire COVID situation. And I feel like, you know, do I want it to happen? Obviously not, but I feel like this year, I'm a little less weary of it because it's a normal season.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And the other thing is these guys have pretty much been playing almost daily. Most yeah. of them have been playing most the, for the whole season. And in fact, right. they're really already more exposed than that group was. Cause you also remember that was that, that season was shorter too. That mm-hmm. was, no
1: midweeks. It started late. No, yep. It
0: started late, all yeah. that stuff these guys have played more already
2: mm-hmm. and we're not seeing any let up yet no, <laughs> no none yet is, uh, occasional little slump little blip slumps but nothing right. nothing, like nothing sustained like
0: last year. but they've right. already but they and they've already come out come, of them that's come the thing. out of them yeah w- when mm-hmm. we were seeing situations where those those slumps when they started they just didn't seem to come back <laughs> that was amazing
1: um, last year. that yeah. was just something i never saw coming
0: yeah, yeah. So, again, it's reasons to be positive. Uh, you know, nothing's guaranteed. Um, they, they've, they've got to continue to go out and execute. They've got to learn from what they've learned from. Um, they've got to you know, realize that, uh, that, that these elite teams are going to try to expose the flaws that they do have. Um, and you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but uh, I think we're looking at a point at which there is something to play for now there's something oh there's absolutely something both yeah both both in the results area but also just in the continued development for the long-term growth of the program mm-hmm. um overall i think we're, we're feeling pretty good at this point so mm-hmm.
1: i really think it's it really i know i've said it before but it really stresses to the coaching staff because mm-hmm. this thing was primed to go off the rails yes and it didn't
0: All right. Anything else we need to discuss before we call it an evening? All right. That's so that something. Illinois season series starts uh, at noon tomorrow. Um, that will do it for uh, this edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball. Um, hopefully, we uh, we will be able to get Josh back uh, on the podcast before too long. Uh, I know uh, I know I miss his insights, and uh, could probably use him uh, reining me in from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> But it's very good to have you back this week, Chris. We've definitely Thanks, appreciate it. We've missed your voice. Uh, yeah, I think we need to get our, uh, our our ratings up. So I'm going to uh, focus on the fact that Chris is back <laughs> to keep this entertaining. Yes. Uh, and not just uh, not just uh, especially me trying to pick uh to, to pick up uh, pick red belts, even though I was uh, kind of pressuring you in this week. So well, that one was simple, man. That was a simple. One. That kid is a special kid with that leather. All right. Well, for uh, for Josh Bennett, who, uh, who wasn't able to join us tonight, uh, Cassidy Palmer and Chris Feeney, I'm Carl James. Uh, and uh, while I know I'm not going to see you at the bar tomorrow because I got to work, uh, Chris, though. Chris will see you at the bar tomorrow.
1: <laughs> I got lucky. I barely go. I haven't been able to make many games. The 12 noon switch benefits me. <laughs>
0: Um, and, but I will see you if you're at the BART, I will see you at the BART, uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and that's all we've got. So see you at the BART.